Hello, beneficiaries of the First Amendment. Welcome to The Write-Up, a podcast brought to you by the editors of the University Press. I'm Kate Smith, UP Sports Editor. I'm Olivia Malik, the editor of the University Press. And I'm Claire Robertson, UP Managing Editor. It's episode three, guys! I'm having a great time. Yeah, episode three, here we go. God, I didn't think we'd make it this far. I honestly didn't think we would keep up with it. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised that we're all having such a good time. Like, for real. I'm surprised it's as fun as it is. Yes. It's been a blast. I'm very, very proud. We're on Spotify now. Yeah, so like check I've us out. I feel like made it. Oh, we're also on Anchor, by the way, guys. Well, yes. I don't listen to Anchor, but I'm on Spotify every day. Well, so that's it's great, really cool you know. to see my work there. Hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, we'll be on Apple Podcasts as well. Like also, shout out to Lilia's mom. Yeah, thank you for... Telling me I have a great voice. Hi, Mom. That's so sweet. Hi, Olivia's mom. Yes. So this week is what we call an off week at the paper, meaning we won't be publishing this week. Uh, however, we haven't been taking a break. We've been really busy so far. That's the grind never stops. All right, all right. Um, so today, me and Olivia were featured on a news panel at our school's newscasting station. What do we call it? LUTV. And uh, it was about campus safety, which is a topic we're going to be covering later in the podcast. Yeah. What else are we working on? Um, so today I had one of my first interviews for um, my Upbeat story, which Upbeat is our magazine for the University Press. It goes out twice a year, uh, once in fall and once in spring. And basically it contains pretty much anything that you can think of as far as like story ideas and like in-depth pieces personality profiles pictures of people doing things yeah Mm -hmm. it's just you know kind of a fun um it's less about current events and and more about like in-depth part yeah features in-depth topics whatever my photo was on the front page last year Oh. oh, yeah, sure it was. That was a good photo. I remember I mm-hmm. remember putting yes. it together. I covered a girl who is a belly dancer as a hobby and as her job, and it was a beautiful photo. It was very colorful. Yeah, it, yeah, it was really great. I mean, yeah. it was, that's why I was in color, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 Um, so I know this isn't on our itinerary, but um, what are we listening to lately? Like, Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, well, this is kind of sentimental. When we went to England on our study abroad, I met a pub manager, and after I returned home, he mailed me some mixed CDs of, like, uh, English-inspired folk music. Did wow. I tell you this, Olivia? No, you didn't. Was this Simon? Yeah, his name's Simon. I'm going to have to link him to this episode now. Oh, um, wow. Hi, Simon. Yeah, it was really sweet. And uh, he just told me, like, some of it is just music that he likes, and some of it is, like reminiscent of the area where he's living now or where he grew up so it's just oh, wow. a really special mix so i just keep that in my car was that what was playing when you when i drove you home yeah yeah oh wow yeah that's so. really interesting actually yeah it's really nice so like every morning i get to remember our study abroad trip that's really cool and now that i'm thinking about it that music was very um very english centric <laughs> yeah yeah i love folk music um yeah so I'm listening to the um, the Morbid podcasts right now. Um, kind of found them out a couple weeks ago, and they're talking about they talk about just different things, like different true crime and stuff like that. Cause, okay. Uh, and you know, I really can't wait to be done with this podcast later on. And just so you said to... true crime? Is it murder? Or yeah, is it like murder. Kind of true crime. Uh, like murder, and then like they talked about this one where it's a school shooting, like one of the oh first ones gosh. back in I think it was the 
1970s or something or 80s something like that do you remember the school name no but um just basically what you need to know is that the woman who shot it up was 16 she was abused at home oh my gosh and she oh that's where i hate mondays comes from by the way really yes Oh, yeah! So. Somebody got to tell Target. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so, literally and anybody who wears that. So I listened to them mainly. Um, they they came out with a part two of the Lulu Women murder, which I haven't heard part one yet. But what? I've never heard of that. Know. Well, uh, I'll tell you about it off camera or off recording. Off mic. Off, off air. Mic. Off air. Off, off air. air. Oh, okay. All three of my brain cells are firing. So, Sorry, guys. We're still new at this. <laughs> so, uh, is there something you want to talk about, Claire? I did. I have had a really rough week so far. I just feel like I need to share it with anybody and everybody. That's healthy. Um, so, I work two jobs. It's never enough money. And I've been expecting a check to come in the mail. And my mom told me that it came in the mail to her house. And I was really looking forward to it. She said she would bring it to me um, last night. So... She gave me the envelope and she's like, this looks like a check, doesn't it? And I was like, yeah, totally, 100%, whatever. I opened it up and um, it was a bill, which is like <laughs> the exact opposite of what I needed. Uh, it was a bill from the last time I went to the clinic. <sighs> Just talk about disappointment. It's like a negative check. Anyways, so that was a really like rough emotional roller coaster because I was really needing that money. And then it's like, oh, I have even less money than I thought. <laughs> That's always exciting. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for letting me share. It, it gets a little bit better every time I can yeah. talk it through. Like I said, it's very healthy to do that. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, so Hopefully you get that check soon. Yeah. I mean, I should be here any day now. So should Thinking. we get to uh, what we're going to talk about today? Let's get into the the meat of the podcast. Well, let's do a preview because we have a lot of topics. All yes, right, go ahead, Olivia. Today. You can do the preview this time. All right. So, you know, as usual, we'll recount the weekend news beginning with homecoming. Lamar's homecoming was uh, on Saturday, September 28th. And we're going to talk about the game, which we'll get to that in a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, then we're going to talk about the uh, new California law that was proposed by and and signed by Governor Gavin Newsom uh, about college athletes. Then we will move into the Lamar University annual security report for 2018. Kind of just gives a breakdown of crimes that were reported. Um, Cade's going to talk a little bit about fake law enforcement. And then we're going to talk about the quadruple homicide that actually took place a few blocks from campus on Sunday. Um, and then we're going to move into some more national news uh, with the impeachment inquiry updates um, and talk a little bit about the um, Amber Geiger and Botham John case that happened in Dallas. So, yeah, and then we're going to move into some lighter topics about the beginning of fall and just some random pop culture tidbits. All right, all right. All right, so I guess it's... The best part of the podcast, in my opinion, <laughs> sometimes. Um, Kate's Sports Corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me start with um, homecoming. So if y'all don't know, Lamar hasn't won a homecoming since 2014. We faced Houston Baptist University on November 1st. Um, so since I've been here and I was here in 2015, we have lost homecoming every season. 
including Saturday, which I was covering the game. And you can uh, check out my story on lamariuniversitypress.com. Um, you know, thoughts, not really thoughts, but more of like what happened, what led us to this disappointment that is... And who did we play on on Saturday? We played Stephen F. Austin, by the way, who has not won a game this season and finally got their <laughs> first dub against us, by the way. Yeah, on our homecoming game. Yeah. 24 to 17, guys. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you, they were leading us 13-3 in the half. Yeah. And then we came back, put the field goal, we came back, and we were leading. And it was wonderful. Like, and I, I was almost in tears in the press box, and we can't show emotion in the press box, but I was in tears. And literally a minute later, we just... Let it all go. Yeah, I was uh, I was at that game, and we left, like, a little bit into the third quarter because I was like, I don't think this is going to get any better. Uh, I mean, basically, I mean, not, not to talk bad about the team, but it was really a big letdown, especially as a, a sports journalist and someone who, is, like, supports the team and likes watching football, especially. You like to see your home team win, especially on homecoming, which is right. a big, you know, thing. I mean, we didn't do like as far as coverage. We did some we did some stuff for your homecoming, but we just really as students. I don't really think a lot of students do participate in homecoming activities. So, you know, it was kind of one of those duller ones. I did. Seems. I participated in the homecoming parade. Yes, you passed out ice cream. Apparently, yeah, I did. I wasn't there. It was really hot outside, and um, yeah, it was. Passing out the ice cream may not have been the best idea, but people seem to really enjoy it, though. And uh, the College of Fine Arts and Communications float ended up winning, like, third place for most spirited. So. Oh, yeah, I was I there. I that. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which I did not help build, by the way. So. Uh, so let's talk about some more recent news. Um, today, Arizona Cardinals owner Bill Bidwell died today. He is 88 years old. Um, I'm sure it's going to impact the uh, Arizona Cardinals a lot. Um, although they're not really doing too hot in the NFL right now, they got a, um, a rookie quarterback, Kyler Murray, under center, first uh, first draft pick of the 2019 draft. And um, I'm hoping that you know, because I don't know much about the team, obviously, because it's kind of not my team, and we don't live anywhere near Arizona, unfortunately. But um, I'm hoping that the uh, the family can uh, still going to be able to take it over and stuff like that, and be able to run the operation. Yeah, um, hopefully they have a plan in place for ownership and such. Um. Okay, and then right uh, right around that area of the United States, um, California agrees to pay student athletes. Um, this is this comes from the via. Uh, this comes from uh, New York Times. So reporter Alan Blender writes, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill to allow college athletes to hire agents and make money from endorsements. The new law, which is supposed to take effect in 2023, attacks the, uh, the National Collegiate Athletic Associations, or the NCAA, their long-held philosophy that college athletes should earn a degree, not money for playing sports. That view also under assault in several other states and on Capitol Hill was held up even as the college sports industry swelled into a behemoth that generated at least seven, uh, 14 billion last year, and as athletes faced mounting demands on their bodies and schedules, under this measure, thousands of student athletes in California will be allowed to promote products and companies trading on their sports 
uh, trade on their sports renown for the first time. Although And although the law applies only to California, it sets up the possibility that leaders in college sports will eventually have to choose between changing the rules for athletes nationwide or barring some of America's sports powerhouses from competition. What do we guys think? Wait, does that mean that, like, colleges in California who have students who have endorsement deals and make money, they won't be allowed to play? No, they will. It means that if the if the law does well, like they won't be allowed to like uh, compete against schools from other states. Is that what that means? I mean, they they, they can compete with other schools in, uh, in the states and stuff like that, but just they'll uh, the, the colleges in California, the athletes are going to get paid and they get made endorsements. Basically, it's like the colleges will have to choose between changing. The rules, like the NCAA, will have to yeah. change its rules. So okay. they'll have to change the rules, or then those students just won't play because they'll be like, "Oh, well, then, you know, I'm not gonna give my time to the school anymore if they're not gonna give me the money I deserve." Yeah, sounds like all the athletes are gonna move to California. I would. Yeah. Well, I, think I that's mean, great. I think that's great news. To to make a point, the law has not been passed. Uh, he. Oh, uh, that's right. So he signed the bill, but. Um, I believe it still has like some, some measures to, to some hoops to go through before it's like officially put into law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it says it'll take effect in 2023. <coughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so well, I think that sounds like a great idea. I, I don't think it's fair to say that, you know, tuition reimbursement or scholarship is enough for these students because mm-hmm. like. Yes, it is like such a privilege to get a full ride scholarship, but how are you supposed to survive while you're in school without having gas money, grocery money? Like, that's no quality of life. And we know these athletes can't pick up a side job with their schedules, with their rigorous training schedules. It's not like they can go work at the grocery store bagging groceries. Like, no way. They need to be available to train and give most of their energy to that. And their academics. And I right. think that if, like, the school's making money off their name, then they should be able to make some money off of it, too. Yeah, especially since there have been some real superstars in college sports that people like me, who I'm not even a sports fan of any sport anywhere in the world, like, I would recognize, I mean, they deserve to profit off of their own name. Right. And have the chance to make money right. through endorsement deals and such. So so who, so who are some of these famous college athletes you're talking about, Claire? I mean... <laughs> How embarrassing. What's that guy from AM they called Johnny Football? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Manziel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does he still play sports? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that I'm he's really play- he's- showing my ignorance. <laughs> last, played- last I heard, he was what, playing for the Browns? Uh, no. That's the last I heard. No, yeah. he played for the Browns. So. And, and then he went to the CFL. Yeah, so. And then he played the AAF. So he's played at every major sports league. We're just waiting for the XFL. You know, he's Can play you stop play. opening your carbonated beverage? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Her, I can her, hear um, it every her time. cola. Her Coca Cola. What? We can't say that. Oh my God. We're a Pepsi school member. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We're journalists. We can we speak the truth. Okay. Um, I'm so drinking an unlabeled carbonated drink. The evidence shows it is in fact a Coca Cola. Oh my God. I will put it on the record. It's red. <laughs> Demonetized. So uh, speaking of red and. Demonetization. We can move on to our next next topic, which is which has nothing to do with either one of those things. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So go ahead, 
Uh, Olivia, with that. So uh, yesterday, I believe, was it yesterday afternoon or early this morning, uh, Lamar University released their annual security report for 2018, which kind of just outlines um, what is considered a crime, what certain crimes mean, and overall, like, how um, the crimes at Lamar University kind of rack up. So there were some numbers, some findings from the crimes reported in 2018 that I'd like to share. Um, and these are just crimes that are reported. So that doesn't mean that it's these are the only crimes that happened. These are just the ones that the police knew about. So, um, for example, there were three rapes on campus, two rapes at on-campus student housing facilities, um, one on-campus fondling case, one rape, or sorry, one case of fondling at an on-campus student housing facility, and one aggravated assault case on campus, one aggravated assault case at an on-campus housing facility, four on-campus burglaries, one burglary at an on-campus housing facility, one domestic violence case on campus, and one domestic violence case uh, that wasn't on campus, Uh, two on-campus cases of dating violence, and two cases of dating violence at on-campus housing facilities, six cases of stalking on campus, one stalking case at on-campus student housing facilities, seven liquor law violations arrests on campus, three liquor law violations arrests at on-campus student housing facilities, three on-campus liquor law violations referrals, two liquor law violations referrals at on-campus student housing facilities, 16 drug abuse arrests on campus, nine drug abuse arrests at on-campus housing facilities, two non-campus drug abuse arrests, and 18 public property drug abuse arrests. Oh my gosh. Seven drug abuse referrals on campus, five drug abuse referrals at on-campus student housing facilities, and one weapons possession arrest on campus. So that was all in 2018. That's wild. But as like... I can't believe there were six cases of stalking. Mm, I I actually can believe that. What? You're telling me six university students have the time to stalk another person? Apparently. Apparently I have a stalker. At least six. stalking is like a one in a million... I, oh no! I can't believe that there were six cases of stalking. I feel that like so wild. I feel like stalking is actually like way, way, way more common. You think so? Absolutely. Oh my gosh! So, what? I guess. I guess my follow-up question is, how would you define stalking? Well, because I'm thinking of someone who like follows you to class every day. He takes photos of you. So follows you when you leave in your car. I would just think of any kind of like harassment, really. So, well, not any kind of ha- harassment, but like continuous harassment over a period of time. Like what's talking? Like I- I'm thinking maybe it's like maybe it's some bad boyfriend, you know, that or bad ex that you know found this, you know, found her found their ex on campus and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna stalk her." And That's wild. Yeah, but you know, I I mean, I joke and say I have my own stalker. Do you? I, I, yeah, I do. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna name names. Um, yeah, it's a sensitive but, but subject. But they live in Combs, so yeah. Wow. But I guess in that framework, okay, it makes more sense to me now. I was thinking a much more sophisticated and sinister level. Mm-mm. Okay. Because okay. I feel yeah. like I sometimes. I think, like, sometimes, especially, like, in the age of the internet, like, you might be talking to someone 
through text message or something. It's like, okay, we both go to the same school, but we mostly talk online. And then you kind of like, oh, I'm not interested in this person anymore. And, or maybe I never was interested in this person. And so you're like trying to let them down, like, you're trying to let them down carefully. And then they just kind of keep coming back at you because maybe they don't either understand what you're trying to say or they don't want to understand what you're trying to say. And so they just are very persistent in following you or like they keep messaging you even after you've like... Tell them not to contact you. Yeah. And so I feel like it's actually pretty common. So that doesn't really surprise me. Um, wow. I've experienced that. A lot of stalking? liquor law and a lot of yeah. drug abuse. I've never experienced not stalking. Uh, no, the, the liquor ones and the drug abuse uh, offenses don't surprise me at all, yeah, actually. Yeah, there's lots of drinking on campus. There's lots of weed on campus. Mm-hmm. Well, times get hard, you know. People what? gotta... They gotta their, what, Cade? They, they gotta smoke their joint and they gotta Cade, drink what? their alcohol. No. Why? Not on my Christian Minecraft server. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm not surprised. Um, um, I actually am... This is one of those weird things where I'm actually kind of relieved when I see numbers for things like this, for for all of these things like rape and fondling and aggravated assault, because at least you know that somebody out there is reporting these things. Yeah. Um, Of course, you know, in a perfect world, none of those things would ever happen. But, you know, there have been so many stories of campuses like trying to hide the fact that, you know, sexual assault does happen on their campuses. So it's actually kind of in a really weird way relieving when you see that people are reporting it and that the school is reporting what people are reporting. Right. So, um, of course, we have no way of knowing if that's, like, the full number. I'm sure that it's not, but... Yeah, I've got to assume that there's more cases of rape and dating violence on campus. And I just hope that anyone who might be going through anything like that is able to report it to LUPD. Um, And that number... Um, for the emergency number, it is 409-880-8311. And um, if, you know, you're not going through that and you might need, like, a jump or something like that, um, it's going to be 409-880-8307. That is the non-emergency line. I highly recommend it. They've helped me tremendously. Yeah, they, they will help. Us. They help anytime, like, you're locked out of a building you need to get into. I mean, the LUPD... I feel like is very helpful on campus. So, um, yeah, so that that's kind of a breakdown of the security report. The security report, I believe, was emailed to everyone. Um, and they also listed, it had uh, the reported crimes for 2016 and 2017 as well. And we'll see how 2019 shakes out in comparison. Yeah. So. Um, speaking of law enforcement, um, yesterday, which is going to be Tuesday, I guess, or uh, Tuesday, October first. October first, for those of you who's gonna probably gonna listen to this like later on. Um, I was taking, or I was at my uh, intro to uh, criminal justice class, and we were talking about like how like people at gun shows can like basically go to a gun show and buy like outfits and like badges and like just get a gun without a license or anything. And people sometimes people like get th- these items from like um, these gun shows, and they dress up like as a fake law enforcement, and they pull people over, and it causes a lot of issues. Like, you what know, what do you mean you can buy 
a uniform and a badge at a gun show. Yeah, you can buy those. Things. Well, even if you don't buy, like, uniforms at gun shows, you can buy, like, knockoff uniforms, like, anywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure. And, and people are doing these things, and they're... That's why. You know, busting people and pulling people over and causing things. And th- this causes a lot of violence towards, like, other people, and it also causes, like, a lot of issues because, you know, some people... And you, you you may have seen it online, you know these people will like come up and pretend to be cops and like tr- pull people over, and give them tickets, and when they ask them for the badge number, they give them a fake badge number, of course because they're fake law yeah. enforcement. Yeah. If you like gave that. me a badge number, I wouldn't like check it. Just so, be, like, well, you wouldn't have any way of number. checking it right then anyway. Yeah. But my professor, um, she she told us a story about how like this guy he got all this U.S. Marshal stuff from like this gun show. He went to a bank and he was like, you know, flotting it around and everything. And then the real U.S. Marshal was in the bank, <gasps> and basically it was like that Spider-Man meme. It's like, oh, you know, oh, yeah. and uh, basically he's like telling him to like, or the the real one. Okay, we'll call him Bob. The real guy's name is Bob, I guess. That's okay. To say, so Bob was telling Steve, like, hey, I want to see your gun. I want to see how shiny it is, and. And then, you know, Steve's like, I'm not doing that. A U.S. Marshal never does that. And just blah, blah, blah. And one thing led to another. And then uh, Bob ended up taking Steve and putting him in custody. And then someone called and was like, oh, my God, two U.S. Marshals are fighting. We don't know which one's the real one or oh which one's gosh. not. And it was the funniest thing. The whole class was dying. And then she had me come up there and pretend to be the fake one. So it was even better. So it's oh, kind of relatable. It. Yeah, I was like, ah. <laughs> pull up my fake gun. I was like, you can you can look at my fake gun if you like. You know? Wow, that is so scary. But because I remember when I first started driving, my mom told me like, if you're being pulled over in a rural area, to always call dispatch and let them know where you are and let them know that you're you're going to continue driving until you reach like a gas station or something, just in case, especially for unmarked cop cars. Yeah. And I've always been scared of that. Because, like Olivia said, even if you give me a badge number, I have no way to verify that. I don't know what those numbers mean. Right. right. Well, I just think it's always um, it's always wise to make sure that you're aware of what your rights are. And, um, you know, make, make sure you're in a visible place if Absolutely. you're nervous about a cop pulling you over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, um... But moving on from that, we're going to get to more of our crime section of our podcast. Yeah, we weren't, it wasn't like our intention to have this this uh, section of the podcast just dedicated to crime. It just so happened that these events kind of all happened close to each other. Um, so on Sunday, which was September, no, September 29th, yeah, uh, there was a quadruple homicide in the neighborhood surrounding Lamar. Um, and this information is from Channel 12 News, KBMT, and um, the reporters on this story were Eleanor Skelton, Kelsey Johnson, Tyler Segerman, and Lauren Hensley. And uh, they wrote that a Beaumont patrol officer reported hearing shots fired while on patrol in the 4100 block of Highland Avenue, Highland Avenue at 12.10 p.m. on Sunday. According to a probable cause affidavit attained by 12 News, when the officer walked up the stairs to the apartment, he said he could hear someone moaning from inside. The officer found four men shot inside a bedroom of the apartment. Bobby Wyatt, 39, Shannon Sutton, 23, Alvin Lee Bellard, 
32, and Elijah Rideau, 33. Sutton and Ballard were pronounced dead at the scene, and lively James Stratton, a 22-year-old Beaumont man, was arrested and charged with four counts of murder, and his bond is set at $4 million. Uh, as of today, as of this moment, no motive for the murders has been announced. Um, you know, we've kind of been discussing, like, maybe what could be the reason behind it. Probably thinking something related to drugs or gang crimes. Yeah, yeah that's the only um, thing that really makes sense, I feel like. Yeah, but uh, who knows? We might never actually get, like, a real right. motive for the murder. Um, but, yeah, so it's kind of been, like, a really odd and random thing that happened and this was kind of a subject that we talked about on that Claire and I talked about on LUTV news today during our panel was basically like with this happening so close to campus how do we feel about safety on campus and um kind of led to a wider discussion about how we how safe do we feel in Beaumont as a whole yeah like our impression of the community Right. It just so happened that the four of us grew up in Beaumont, and we all feel pretty confident navigating our way. Right. I mean, um, as I said, like, on that panel, I feel like it seems as though there are a lot of crimes that happen in this area, in the Golden Triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily feel unsafe. Now, with that being said, like, I'm not going to walk around the neighborhood surrounding Lamar at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's still shocking to hear that there was a, a shooting that killed four people. Yeah. I mean, for an area of this size, it's right. almost like a mass shooting right. in a way, just because, you know, there four people die at, at, at one time. So, um, yeah, so that was something that happened on Sunday. The news is still developing on that. Um, and he'll probably end up going to jail for prison. I mean, he'll end up going to prison for life, if not getting the death penalty. We'll see. So wild. Yeah. Wild. More wild news. We mentioned briefly last podcast that there was an impeachment inquiry law- launched, and we didn't have that much information last week, but the story has been developing quickly, of course. I mean, it's one of the most important stories in the nation right now, yeah. in my opinion. Probably the top one. I think so. Um, so... To start off this, we're going to reference a tweet by our president, Donald Trump. Quote, if the Democrats are successful in removing the president from office, open parentheses, which they never will be, close parentheses, it will cause a civil war-like fracture in this nation from which our country will never heal, Trump tweeted on Sunday night. Obviously, um, that's not a unique sentiment. I I just want to mention that the reason a impeachment inquiry hasn't happened so far is because Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi shares the sentiment that an impeachment uh, is going to cause fraction in the nation and right. it could be something dangerous that we would never heal from. Um, it could be argued, though, that it can be argued that there is already that fraction it could be, yeah. within the nation and that, you know, the impeachment inquiry won't necessarily, like, divide us any more than we, we already might be yeah Yeah. so there's a reporter alexandra hutzler uh she wrote that the tweet was a quote from robert jeffress a southern baptist pastor who gave the comment during appearance on fox and friends um we know the president loves to watch fox and friends 
and Trump added his own parenthetical aside to the tweet, which was, if Democrats are successful in removing the president from office, which they never will be. Okay, so that was his added words. Um, more information about the, the impeachable act itself. Uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo confirmed Wednesday, which was today, that he was on the July call between President Trump and the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. Um, he says, I was on the phone call and that was during a news conference. Uh, on this call, Trump asked Zelensky to investigate former, former Vice President Joe Biden. And this was the subject of the whistleblower complaint that sparked the House of Representatives official impeachment inquiry. Um, Pompeo did not directly answer a question about whether he heard anything inappropriate on the call, but said that American policy toward Ukraine has been remarkably consistent. Pompeo previously dodged a question about Ukraine before reporting surfaced that he was listening in on it. Yeah, so that's big news. Uh, since House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced the inquiry, it's been reported by several news outlets that at least 218 lawmakers in the House support moving forward with impeachment. It's important to note that 218 is the exact number of votes needed to move forward. So that's made up of 217 Democrats and a single independent representative. Democrats say they intend to move quickly on to impeachment, but so far have only opened an inquiry into the matter. The House will decide after the investigation whether to actually impeach the president. If the chamber votes for impeachment, the Republican-controlled Senate would then decide whether to remove Trump from office or exonerate him. So, you know, it's going to be a constantly developing story, and it's kind of history how this is all going to unfold. Absolutely. I know that history students in high school are going to be learning about this for the next 200 years. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy to think that, I mean, I'm not going to make a call on anything yet. It's very hard to, at this moment, like, try and foresee what's going to come of this. Um, A part of me wants to, like, be definitive in something, but I feel like nowadays everything is just so uh, unexpected and unpredictable that it's hard to put a guess on on Mm -hmm. how anything is going to turn out. But it's certainly going to be interesting, and um, I think it's only going to kind of further divide. I, I think that it'll, I don't think it's going to further divide the country than it already is, but I do think it's going to heat up the 2020 presidential race. You know, the whole, oh, like, absolutely. the whole, when all the debates start between the Democrats and the Republicans, and we actually have a nominee for the Democratic, for the Democrats, um, when they get to those presidential debates, I think that's when the the claws are really going to come out, and uh, we'll start hearing probably a lot of nasty, nasty words. Can I editorialize? May I? Yeah, please go okay, ahead. So here, here's a couple different avenues I see. I think most likely, I'm not surprised that the House got the votes. I fully expected that, right. considering that there's a majority of Democrats in the House, and they got that one, they got that single independent vote that they needed to make it 218. Not surprised. I expected that. I think it'll go to the Senate. I think no matter what evidence is brought to trial, they will likely exonerate him. And I think that will continue the division we feel in this country between the parties. Right. Unless, and here is like the wild card, unless with the presidential election coming up, there is 
some kind of revolution within the Republican Party. I don't know what it's going to take to spark that. They're, maybe they're going to have to take a single Republican, I'm sorry, maybe they're going to have to take a single Democratic candidate very seriously and maybe decide amongst themselves that whoever this candidate is could defeat Trump. And so they need to remove him from the office before they lose. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be up to some something akin to a spiritual awakening right. that will convince a majority of the Senate to remove Trump from office, which I'm not saying is impossible. Right. I think, you know, I think the evidence is there for them to make that kind of informed group decision. Um, I'm just not sure that with the pressure of the election, they will change their strategy, which has been up until this point blindly defending the president for his actions exactly party to, over country yes to assume that you know whether or not he he did a certain action if he did it then it's not a crime or he you know he didn't do it at all so that's how i see it going right but, but uh, i think it could end in unity yeah it could that's just the least likely avenue and He's shaking his head yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly scared. Honestly. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm like... Don't be scared. I mean, I feel like I'm, what's most likely going to happen is a whole bunch of nothing. This this presidency has made me so tired. It, it scares me every day. I'm, I'm just Here's like... what's happening every day. I'm just scared of the presidency in general, in general right mm. now. Because I'm just seeing... And we had a conversation about this. Me and Andy and Stefan, and I think Olivia was there somewhat... It's like, it's just thing. It's like when people voted for Obama, people didn't flaunt it around as much as people who voted for Trump do now. And it scares me. It's almost as if like they are like Trump's army, mm-hmm. and they're willing to like incite violence sometimes if they wanted to. And that's what gets me. I mean, if I see someone who's got a MAGA hat on, I'm not gonna sit there and confront them. I'm just gonna let them live their lives they want to live. But oh yeah. You now, I don't agree with them. Yeah. I don't agree with them, but I'm not going to be that one person who's like, get the get the heck out of here. Yeah, yeah. don't do that. Yeah, fight for Trump, you know, yeah, no stuff like that. I'm that. not that kind of person, but it's like, at the same time, people who are serious about Trump, and, I'm, and you know who I'm talking about, people who just show up to like football games, where they're in their hats, and just, and just literally spewing hate speech. That's who I'm scared of. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm afraid... If he does get impeached, it's going to cause more hate. I don't know oh, why. I forgot that that definitely brings something up. Let's say he is impeached and the Senate moves to remove him. In my version of the story where this is a uniting factor for the country, where there's some kind of awakening among Republicans, that's assuming that people know and trust their representatives who they voted for to represent them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless this makes trump a martyr right which is uh, that i think and they convince themselves that everyone's against him even the own their own party i think that's like the second there there's one of two ways that i think this whole impeachment inquiry could either play um into the hands of the democrats or against them and the one is that it works and people start taking it seriously and the democrats get what they want and the other is that Trump does become this kind of martyr within an election year and he becomes reelected. And let's clarify, it's not about the Democrats getting what they want. Right. It's about holding everybody 
accountable to the law. Exactly. That nobody, not even the highest office, is, is above the law. Yeah, it's above the law. Right. This really isn't a political decision. I listened to an interview um, from one of the uh, representatives who voted to move towards an impeachment inquiry. Um, I listened to an interview and she said, you know, it was an easy decision to make because it wasn't a political decision. They're Mm -hmm. just doing what they think is best for the country. Right. And I think right now it's so hard for you to have an it's, it's so hard for you to have an opinion about something not being related to like political affiliation without other people saying, well, you're just against him because you don't agree with political. It's like, well, that might be the case, but that doesn't, that's not why I think he should be impeached, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. And yeah, like Libby said earlier, this story is just going to keep developing. There'll be more to report on later. Absolutely. And so kind of for some... This is our last our last little piece of news for the week. Uh, really, kind of a it's kind of come at, uh, international news. Um, so, yesterday, Amber Geiger was convicted, who's a former Dallas police officer, was convicted of murder for killing Botham John. Um, and the, this this information is via the Dallas Morning News uh, reporters Jennifer Emily Lavendrick Smith. Dana Branham and uh, Charles Scudder um, write that the fired Dallas officer faces five to 99 years uh, or life in prison for killing uh, John in his home last September. Uh, And I will say that news just broke that she was sentenced to 10 years. Um, It just broke about an hour ago. Um, So we can get to that in a moment. But the trial began on September 23rd and has kind of renewed or I would say furthered um, international outrage over white police officers killing unarmed black men. Um, the verdict of guilty was announced shortly after 10.30 a.m. yesterday following five hours of deliberation by the jury. Um, Geiger, 31, fatally shot 26-year-old John in his apartment last year. She was off duty but still in uniform when she shot John with her service weapon. She had said she mistook his apartment for her own and thought John was a burglar. And she's the first Dallas officer convicted of murder since the 1970s, which I did not know that. Um, Geiger's text messages became a focus of testimony after explicit messages she shared with her married partner, Martin Rivera, were presented on the first day of the trial. And in some of these messages, uh, some of the messages could be interpreted as racist. Uh, towards African-Americans. So um, she, throughout this whole, like, ordeal, Geiger has maintained that she didn't, that she mistook her, uh, she mistook John's Mm -hmm. apartment for her own, even though her key didn't work when she Mm -hmm. tried to get in the door. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she broke into his house, and, of course, he was in there because it was his house. Everything was not your own possessions, yeah. and it was somebody living there? Right. Your neighbor? Mm-hmm. Like, and her, her defense team tried to use the uh, stand-your-ground law, which is basically a self-defense law, but that doesn't really apply because she was, in, she was the, breaking in. You're the burglar. And they tried to say, burglar. well, they tried to say that she didn't know she was breaking in, but oh I, my gosh. but I wouldn't know. It's like if he had shot her instead, like if she had broken in and he shot her, they could use that same defense. 
yeah. on for him. Yeah. Because... I mean, that's the only realistic, like, what am I trying to say? It, I don't think this would have received any kind of national news if somebody broke into his house and he fatally shot the intruder. Right. I mean, that's normal. Uh, right? And I think even it has something to do with even who they are as well. Like, and I'm not saying it's a race issue. I'm not at all. But I'm just saying it was it was made out to be one. And I think it is one. I think it is. I, mean, I think it is. I mean, you have, I'm sorry, people, if you get offended. But this is the truth, and you have to hear it. A white woman walks into a black man's house. Breaks into a black man's house. Yes, he yeah. breaks into his house. While the man's eating ice cream, okay? Right. Literally, black men can't do anything. You can't even be home. You can't, you can't, you can't, be can't even at, be home. You can't, right. be in, you can't be home. You can't be out in public. You can't do like, any of that. And it, it breaks my heart. Okay. It, yeah, because only received ten years. Uh, yeah, to own and and to be quite honest with you, I thought that she would. When when I heard that she or when I saw that she was convicted and actually found guilty, I was surprised that she was found guilty. I was glad, but you know, just from precedent, people aren't always found guilty in these situations. Um, I'm glad that she was found guilty. I do think ten years is too low to serve for taking an innocent man's life and you know there's been no proof that maybe she was under the influence or anything I don't know but I just don't see how you can be in your right mind and literally break into someone's house and murder them because you thought it was your own unless it was like on purpose yeah I mean I've accidentally tried to get in a car that's not mine before car that looks like mine (laughs) and you know what the first clue is oh my key doesn't work the car won't unlock oh Oh, this isn't my car or you know but but apparently it's your car because you know oh i thought it was my car i'm sorry the key doesn't work so i'll break in yeah oh so you break in they not only did they steal all my stuff they redecorated right oh my gosh they changed the they changed the number on my apartment (sighs) and i can they i can understand like maybe getting off on the wrong parking garage floor because that can happen parking garage floors look the same and even if you live in a similar like a, a, an apartment building where everything on the outside looks the same i mean sometimes i can that is the turn i can understand home. that but if you notice the number on your apartment isn't the one of yours or i i think he ended up he actually had like decorations outside his home too like mm-hmm. i think he had like plants and stuff and it's like you don't have any of this and now you have it I just, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And especially now that these tweets and social media posts have come out that, you know, are, that have racial uh, bias undertones. I mean, like, that just adds fuel to the fire that this could have actually been a malicious kind of, a a crime with a malicious intent, you know? I mean, he's only 26. Yeah. I mean, and and I'm scared because I'm in an interracial relationship as well. And if I decide to be with the person I'm with right now and we get married and we have kids and I have a son, I'm afraid for his safety yeah. because he's going to be biracial, you know? And I don't want him, I don't want some some person to walk in and be like, oh, this is that same kid from the cross, further across the block that, you know, bullied my daughter. Let me, let me shoot him yeah. in my house while yeah. I'm not there one day or just something, you know? And, I, 
I fear for even some of my friends who are of different races. You know, I, I fear for them every day. I mean, I have friends. I have a friend who is hard of hearing, and he wears only one hearing aid, and he should be wearing both, obviously. But I'm afraid because he likes to walk outside. He used to when he was here at Lamar. He used to like walk outside, like like it was nothing. Like nothing was gonna happen. But I'm just so I'm just so afra- I was just so afraid for him to just be shot or just. Yeah be mistaken for like someone because there's been times which i will recall one time when i was here during summer this uh, this past summer uh, a police car a lupd police officer like you know pulled up and was like hey have you seen this african-american male you know he looks thin blah blah and that could be my very well be my friend one day yeah, you know and they're like looking for him so and he's running him. away and he can't hear him yeah let's say and he gets yeah, shot. someone calls to him right he doesn't respond because he's disabled oh but now he's evading police mm-hmm. yes yeah and now you're right. being police, and now you're reaching for a weapon, even though you might be reaching for your headphones in the back pocket, yeah. you know? Well, and then this kind of ties into something else um, that I recently... I, I recently watched the Ava DuVernay-directed documentary, 13th, which came out a while ago, and I just hadn't watched it. But I, I did finally watch it this past week, and, oh, man, it was... It was beautiful. It was tragic and sad, but it's very eye-opening, and I recommend... Um, anyone who wants to understand a little bit more about the prison industrial complex to to watch it. And it shows how, yeah, you know, we might have abolished slavery, but um, we're still punishing people of color and using prisons to do it. So um, I think that's a very important documentary to watch. I'm also currently watching uh, another another uh, project by uh, Ava DuVernay. Um, when they see us, I started watching yeah. that. It's four episodes. It's on Netflix. Both of the the documentary and the TV show series is on uh, Netflix, um, and it's four episodes. And I've watched two of them, and it's very depressing, but it's very worth watching. And it's about the Central Park Five, yeah. uh, the five, um, the four African American and one Hispanic uh, or Latinx um, teenagers who were convicted of. Uh, of rape of a rape of a central park uh jogger and um they've since been exonerated of those crimes but they serve they all serve time in prison like years in prison yeah. so um and then they didn't do it. and of course you know some uh, tv shows are dramatized that's just how they keep your interest but just from looking at the facts of the case and then how they present it in the show it was just wildly incompetent and like you know, there, there was a real pressure to just convict people that they didn't care whose lives they ruined by doing that. And it's just really tragic. It's a tragic story. Wow. Um, and our president, who still, you know, sticks to his guns today that these men are guilty, even though they were all exonerated, exonerated by DNA evidence, mm-hmm. by science, uh, still thinks that they should have been um, given the death penalty for that. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's very important. It's a very important, um, message and, uh, that there is racial injustice in this country still. And we can't think that, oh, we've had a black president, so racism is over, you know, it's, that's not. Speaking of the president, I think it is important to note, here's my bipartisanness coming out, that there has been prison reform under this administration. Um, the most notable example to my mind, based on my interest, 
is um, when Kim Kardashian spoke on behalf of oh, yeah. someone who was imprisoned for life on a nonviolent yeah, drug yeah, offense. Yeah, yeah. I believe her name was Alice Johnson. Uh, yeah, I don't so, know who you're talking about. So um, under this administration, there has been an unusual, a greater amount of pardons for uh, offenses like that, getting right. people out of prison. Right. Just, you know, there's two sides to every story. Right. But I do think that... Um, In this particular case. Right. And it, and it, you know, like you said, um, the, the, the documentary 13th really shows the... Um, progression of the ever-growing prison population in the United States and yes. uh, that a large a large increase in that prison population was due to uh, the war crime on drugs. due to the war on drugs but also due to crime uh, the kind of crackdown on crime by Bill Clinton and his administration yeah. um, so it's it's certainly not a one party issue uh, and it there was it, that documentary was really uh, good at showing both sides and showing that it's not a it's not a political issue like oh these people it's just this one group that's after everyone no it's like a systematic, systematic problem yeah. in this country and so I highly recommend if you haven't seen the documentary to watch it absolutely all right, so is it time to well, get to our lighter topics? Yeah, so now we're going to move into some lighter topics. I feel drained from what we've talked about today. Yeah. A lot happened. A lot of important news. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and hopefully we can, you know, it's always important to talk about the serious things, but absolutely, everyone needs a bit of a, a um, everyone needs a bit of a, a break yeah. sometimes, at least a pause, and so that's what we're going to do now. Uh, today is October 2nd, meaning that October started yesterday. I don't know about you guys, but I love, I love October. I love Halloween. I'm very excited. What are we looking forward to in the month, guys? Well, yesterday was the first and I celebrated two years with my amazing boyfriend. Yay. So that was truly a blessing. Yeah, you came to the office earlier. Yeah, pretty cool. if you're mm-hmm. listening to this, I love you. Yeah, <laughs> unfrosted blueberry pop tarts. Yes. If you're listening to this, Caleb, unfrosted blueberry pop tarts. Yeah, um, but yeah, I also love spooky season. Yes, yeah. I'm very very happy for. I'm very excited for all the Halloween decorations, and everything. Some people have already started putting them out in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I bought my first little. Uh, little like plastic pumpkin decoration and I don't know something about Halloween even though it's supposed to be like a scary time makes me happy and I think it can be cute yeah uh, I also love horror movies so I'm excited for any horror movies I don't I can't recall any that are coming out in October right this moment but there has to be some what is that really a horror movie though I, I, I would mean, consider that more of a comedy. 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 Yeah, I want I want something to Zombie Land too. Oh, I really I want something that's one. gonna scare the bejesus out of me. I do not like blood, and I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of blood in Zombie Land. Yeah, probably. It, it seems like a gory kind of yeah. thing. Um, I recently reached out to my mom because there are some really cute Halloween decorations I remember from my childhood. Like Olivia was saying, you know, it's supposed to be scary, but realistically i think most people just enjoy decorating yeah so i reached out to her and i was like hey if there's any leftover halloween decorations that you're not using can i take them and my mother is a devout christian and i really respect her spiritual walk and she's taught me so much about our faith um but i didn't mean to make her upset and i did (laughs) and she told me that 
she doesn't celebrate Halloween anymore and so she doesn't have any decorations and I shouldn't decorate for Halloween either and because she's my mom I just had to mess with her a little bit and I was like you know it's really not that big of a deal like every culture has something similar to this and it's just part of American culture and it made her really upset and she was like well just promise me that you're not gonna decorate with anything demonic like skulls <laughs> and I said mom there's a skull inside of you right now <laughs> she did Jeez. not appreciate that but um that's just one case where we differ i love you mom <laughs> so uh wrinkles the clown which is coming out this friday oh yeah. the fourth i've never heard of that but sounds exciting well, it says right that. here it says he just a, he's just a phone call away oh oh and then, is it like, like the said, call is coming inside the house kind of thing you know that sounds about Probably. right i mean the poster <laughs> looks pretty creepy i mean y'all Ooh, no. I, I, he, he's I wrinkly, man. Is he, that is it supposed to be like released in movie theaters or is it like on Netflix or something? I, I think it's movie theaters. He, he literally looks like like a like an elephant, like how wrinkly the elephant looks like. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Um, it's, it's got he's a white face, kind of grayish hair, kind of black, kind of makeup. Scary. Like eye. a typical clown. And then what? We, um, well, uh, <laughs> and then the uh, the eighteenth of October is Ireland too. Oh Death. yeah, yeah. And then this is a good one. Countdown. Death? There's an app for that. What? Uh, oh. Apparently, if you could find out. Oh exactly, yeah, I heard of this one. Yeah, and then of course, um, the rest of the year we've got uh, Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's a sequel to uh, The Shining. Right. Number eight by Stephen King. And then we've got some movie with some. Oh, it's like a ventriloquist dummy on the sixth of December. I don't know what that is. And then. I always find it hilarious when horror movies come out like close to Christmas. Oh, and, uh, speaking Same of with Christmas. Halloween. I mean, not Halloween. Valentine's Day. Yeah. I feel like there's always like horror movies on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And it says from, uh, I guess from the producer of Get Out and Halloween is Black Christmas. I don't know right. what this is going to be about. December 13th. I so. saw an ad for that, the, or a preview for that when I went and saw a movie recently. I uh, saw It Chapter 2 not too long ago. Um, which is weird because it's uh, obviously about a demonic clown, so you would think, oh, that'd be perfect for Halloween. But it also kind of has like that end of summer nostalgia feel yeah. to it. So I think it worked well coming out in September, but it was a really good movie, um, especially if you're a fan of the book and the first and the first film and that yeah. incarnation of it. Um, but yeah, that was really exciting. I just, I don't know. I really, I love horror movies. I, I, I think... You know, as I've gotten older and, like, you know, I'm not a kid anymore and Santa Claus isn't really, it's not, sorry, kids. Santa, <laughs> Santa Claus isn't real. Whoa. Um, wow, <laughs> kid. <laughs> no trigger warning. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Christmas used to be my favorite holiday and now I'm beginning to like Halloween a lot more now mm. and I think I appreciate it. It might be my new favorite holiday. Now. Yeah. Right. I also love, like, around Halloween, like, you get the, you get to watch those kind of travel channel style like shows or movies yeah. or it's like the 10 most haunted places in america or yeah. oh. you know the most extreme uh, haunted houses i watched this one that was about the most extreme haunted houses in america and there's this one called uh mckamey manor and basically it's like i think you have to sign a waiver before you go in <gasps> what? and they yeah, can they can that. they can do whatever they want to you basically uh I'm like, not signing that with <laughs> Yeah, I was... Oh, so when you're talking about extreme haunted houses, you mean like the like, kind of haunted houses... Yeah, like attractions. Like 
my yeah. Yes, it's production based. I was thinking like, what kind of an extreme ghost is there? Oh like, yeah. I mean, I'm okay. sure there's those too, but like they don't. Extreme ghosts. Thing. They're not. That's what I was thinking. But <laughs> but the ghosts aren't legally liable for any harm. So. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know. Now the waiver makes Spooky more boys sense. aren't yeah. liable for you. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. But uh. So that's what I'm looking forward to in October, of course. Um, and then. You know, October, like, the beginning of October is always, like, the beginning of the holiday season because then you've got Thanksgiving and then we've got Christmas um, and other winter holidays. Or Or Hanukkah. Um, Or the solstice. Yeah. (gasps) Anything. Or maybe, you know, just just a... Or maybe you just enjoy... At the very least, you'll have a nice break in in December and get to spend that time doing whatever whatever you want. Yeah. So this is just a really, like, I think... um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say like fun time because like in terms of school, everything kind of well, starts. Got finals. Right. Everything kind of starts picking up, but it's just a very. Uh, the word I want to eat that keeps like popping up in my head is nostalgic time. Mm-hmm. Sentimental. Yeah, yeah, sentimental time. So uh, it's just one of those like cozy, feel good times of the year. So I'm excited about it. Totally. Um, and then we had a couple like just things that happened in pop culture that Claire's going to talk about. Yes. Okay. So, there was a fashion show. Fall is such an important time for fashion. There was a Chanel fashion show that got crashed, like wedding crashers on the runway. This woman who was dressed in, I assume it's Chanel, it looked like Chanel, but who knows. At the very least, tweed. (laughs) She was, yes, she was tweeted. Um, She was dressed as if she was part of the show. There's a video of her just popping up on stage and it was the part of the show where it's ending and the models are doing the final walk like all together right so there's a lot of traffic happening on stage and she just inserts herself right into it and bella hadid international super Gigi hadid Gigi hadid oh! how embarrassing sorry Gigi. sorry Gigi. my bad my bad girlfriend Gigi hadid also international supermodel <laughs> was not having it Mm-mm. she escorted her off the stage not too friendly and you know what i think she was justified because as someone who is interested in the fashion industry is interested in modeling what these women and men go through in this industry is insane okay mm-hmm. it is archaic like archaic. really yeah yes just the standards that they're held to unattainable their lifestyle that they're forced to work while expecting the highest form of aesthetic beauty from them. It's just crazy. So if you work your way up in this industry to where you're walking for Chanel. Yeah, like what? It was Paris Fashion Week, wasn't it? I would be mad too. Yeah. You don't get to just insert yourself in that. I mean, that is a lifetime of literal blood, sweat, and tears. Well, then I just think it's like basic manners. So... Yeah, like, why it's would... disrespectful to the creator, it's disrespectful mm-hmm. to the models, it's disrespectful to all the people who intended the show to right. see a work of art yeah. that you disrupted. I just mm-hmm. want to know, like, what this person... I, I think... I did it for the Vine. I'm not, like, 100% yeah. sure about this, but I'm pretty sure the girl who did it, I don't know her name, but I'm pretty sure she was a YouTuber. You've got to be kidding me. Like, a uh, prank a YouTuber? I think I read that. I don't, I don't know what that um, is, yeah. And so I, mean, I, I know what a YouTuber is, but I don't know if but she who, is. Who was it? You don't know? No, I don't know her name. No. Wow. 
but oh. yeah so it's kind of a we don't want to say her name and encourage copycats okay? <laughs> okay. and also we don't know her name <laughs> it, it, it definitely wasn't Belle Delphine guys okay it wasn't no <laughs> anyways I would be mad there's a lot of layers to this yeah so that was just something like really random that happened but and I think it's funny that it was Gigi Hadid which is like one of the most recognizable names in modeling right now right I guess because she feels like she's a supermodel she has the authority to like kind of make a scene and her career yeah. not suffer for it definitely right um, so I think it was great that she was the one to like take control yeah yeah because what are you gonna do to her she's GJ right and yeah exactly like you said so and then uh Cade wanted to talk some about his first love Pokemon oh yeah <laughs> so let's see so I'm looking at Cerebi.net right now. It's one of like the biggest Pokemon um, information websites. Um, so apparently Game Informer announced uh, in, in one of their interviews that Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield will have 18 gems. And I just find that really, really exciting. Are you going to have to refer to them by their last name? <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, 18 guys in a room named Jim. <laughs> no. Uh, so what's that, what, what that's going to mean is is that I think the game will be longer finally. And it's kind of reminiscent of um, if, if so many people out there, you know, are just like me and a nerd. Um, you'll remember um, Pokemon Gold and Silver and Crystal. It's reminiscent of that where you could you fight all eight gym leaders in the... Um, in the, in the uh, Johto region, and then you go to the Kanto region, and you fight the other eight gym leaders, and you get 12 badges, and you have a happy day. And so I, I just find it really exciting, and I can't wait because it's coming out next month, and I, I've been really hyped for it um, because there's been a lot of controversy this whole summer about it with what we call um, the Dexit. Because the what? Dexit. I'm sorry. Instead of Brexit, it's Dexit. <laughs> because the games are set in England. So wow. they call it Dexit because they... That's topical. That's petty. <laughs> yeah. They got rid of a lot of the... Because the goal of Pokemon is to catch them all. And they've uh, said, bye, you can't get in. Wow. Why did they just call it Bexit? But like with that emoji red well, B. Well, well, it's Pokemon. Like a Pokedex. Like the... That's like the encyclopedia of Pokemon. Oh, I don't know I, 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 see, about. see, this is how you know I'm a nerd, guys. Okay. Totally. Wow. So now we're showing sh showing each other memes and not letting Kate just, know about it. Just go on, Kate. No. Uh, it's not it's fine. It's, it's not fine. It's all right. You know. If well, you well, were was... if you were next to me, then I would have shown you. Yeah, I know. Meme. Definitely. I'm not upset. I'll show you later. Is there <laughs> more about Pokemon to cover? So, wow. You just want me to stop talking about Pokemon? No. I, I, I want to listen to you. I'm trying to prompt you because I want to listen to what you have to say. I, I, I talked about. Pokemon up in the office, and they, you know, I wear my Pokemon hat today, and uh, my backpack's not here, but it's Pokemon too. Your legs, Pokemon too. Oh yep. yeah, leg Pokemon. You know, one day I'm gonna sell my life to Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyways, so let's get to the more pressing issue on Olivia's mind. Oh yeah, so this is kind of tying back into Halloween, um, like that time of the year. I love. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It's one of my favorite movies. I watch it before Halloween and I watch it before Christmas. Yes. Um, it is currently not on Netflix, which is making me very upset. 
has it been um, in the past? It has been in the past. Okay. That's where I've okay. always watched it. I do own a DVD copy of it, but I do not have a DVD player anymore. So <laughs> um, that kind of defeats the purpose. But I, I just, like, for the past couple of days, I've been checking every single day if it's on there because I want to watch it because I'm in the mood to sing This is Halloween. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is Halloween. And, uh, yeah, it's not on. And then Cade brought up a good point earlier that it could be because of Disney Plus and yeah. their uh, streaming service, which I'm not quite sure when it's it's supposed to be out next year, I think, right? It's already out. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. Uh, is it out? Yeah. Like, it, okay, but I is... I thought you could, like, kind of pre-order it, which doesn't yeah. make any sense to pre-order for streaming. I, I mean, I haven't... I just know, like, because I was keeping up with it because of all the, like, Marvel stuff that was coming out on it. Um, and keeping up with that kind of stuff. But other than that, I haven't really heard or <laughs> paid much paid much attention to it. And so, uh, yeah. But I didn't know I didn't know it was out. I didn't know that Disney Plus was out. So if you go to Hulu, guys, you can look. If you look up the Nightmare Before Christmas, like the first thing that shows up is like the little ghost, and it's like the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like I thought it literally was gonna take my soul. It's supposed oh. to be a, an animated movie. I didn't know what you were trying to show me. Look, it looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I but, mean, I can't read from across the table, but well, that's probably because you don't have your glasses on. I have my contacts on. Thank you very much. Wow. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, I'm very upset, and I'm gonna need Disney to make a deal with Netflix and put The Nightmare Before Christmas is on like right now. What, bro, what are we going to do when every media company has their own streaming service? We're going to be bankrupt. Well, like, what's the point? Eventually, every media company is going to be owned by Disney. So, Oh. <laughs> I, I, I mean, mean, they got my Star Wars. That's, that's the path, I think, that we're heading on. Hmm. Which, of course, you know, like the whole, like, one of the big discussions. It's really working. Yeah, one of the big discussions recently, like, about... Um, you know these these companies taking over like most of the market was when uh disney and sony got into a a bit of a like they weren't able to agree on um was was it disney and sony who couldn't agree on spider-man spider-man yeah Yeah, tom holland spider-man in the mcu uh he's back there now he they they made a deal but for yeah i knew they would too but for a while they they couldn't come to an agreement and a lot of people were like well i want spider-man in the mcu but also i don't want disney to win so it's kind of interesting um yeah for the last like decade or so disney's kind of been collecting a lot of properties and it's scary yeah it is kind of it is kind of scary just the fact that they how how much they really own if you look at it but if they own pokemon i don't know what i'm gonna do (laughs) i really don't know Although I've got to say that I probably will end up getting Disney Plus. I, probably I mean, I definitely also. will as well. I mean, they've Just got because. a lot of good content. Yeah, yeah. they're they're gonna have a hold on me, which is the problem. But the Mandalorian, the Star Wars. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man! I can't wait. I can't wait for all the new like Marvel content. I'm yeah. in a post in game uh, depression, so, yeah. so. <laughs> I need some. I need content. I just like movies. That too. That too. And especially if they're not going to have like any of the Disney or Pixar or any other kind of movies on any other streaming service. Anytime you want to watch them, unless you own them, you have to, you know, go to Disney Plus. So that's that's the future we're heading towards, folks. Okay. So I would like to close this podcast with a quote. Go ahead. That I saw on Instagram, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The quote went something like this. 
I didn't know I was supposed to know everything by my second rodeo. That seems like a very low amount of rodeos. Wow. Be inspired. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Uh, you can find us on uh, Spotify, Anchor, um, and hopefully soon Apple Podcasts. Yes. Bye. Bye.